What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome back to another episode of The Spanglish Show. I am your host, Mafe, and on this podcast, we talk about the trials, tribulations, and moments of joy of being an immigrant and having to live your life in two or more languages. And happy November, you guys. Mariah Carey has officially defrosted, <laughs> and I can't wait to start listening. All I want for Christmas is you all on all the freaking stores. We left Halloween behind, and that's a good thing because this year, instead of candy, I got a little souvenir. <laughs> so I had a Halloween party, an office Halloween party last week, the first party we've had in two years, and it was really, really fun. I think it's the first time that I've ever put like actual effort into celebrating Halloween, mostly because I was one of the organizers of the party. I, like, I even bought a freaking costume. Anyway, the party was a lot of fun. Uh, we played beer pong. My team lost, of course. Um, drinks were had. Apparently, the commotion of the party led to having very slippery floors and me falling and breaking not one, but three <laughs> teeth. See, <Si>. tres. <laughs> three teeth. Um, so, yeah. Um, and now I have a, a very lovely bruise on my chin <laughs> so friday and saturday were a total doozy for me like i spent most of my day at the dentist or the couch um so yeah like to say that i'm really happy to be leaving that behind is an understatement and also because it's the start of the most beautiful time of the year i am also really really excited for my next adventure that is coming up and i will tell you all about it in about like 10 days or so and today, as you can probably guess from the title of the episode, we have a repeat guest, Rodrigo Mendez. He was on the first season of the podcast, but the audio wasn't the best. But here we are again. Um, I want to begin by saying that one of my favorite quotes of all times is energy flows where attention goes. And it's because it's so true. Every little thing that you give attention to, it will grow, uh, be it a negative thing or a positive thing. And one of the things that I'm focusing on for this last quarter of the year and like moving forward is to learn about things that I don't really know anything about and that up until this point, I didn't really have any care for it. Um, so that's why today Rodrigo and I are talking about the importance of financial planning. We also talk about something that has piqued my interest recently, and that is creating wealth. How to change your mindset when it comes to that. He also gives us tips on getting started, investing, and the importance of having a financial planner, a coach, and so much more. And before you start listening to the episode, remember to share this with your friends, your family, and everyone that you know, because this is how more people can find us and how we can keep all the amazing conversations going. Other ways that you can support this podcast is by following us if you're listening on Spotify. And for the month of November, I will be doing a giveaway. And here's how you can enter. If you're in the capacity of doing so, rate the podcast, leave a review on Apple, and send me a screenshot to at Mafe Salazar on Instagram. And you'll be entered to win an Amazon gift card. So now you know what you have to do. So that's it for me. Enjoy the episode with Rodrigo Mendez. Hello. 
Having a podcast is honestly so much fun. Not only you get to talk about anything you want, there's also no censorship, no character limits. It's a great way to build community and also you get to have amazing conversations with your dream guest. Starting a podcast on the other hand, not so fun, which is why I have created a free guide that's going to teach you how to launch your very own podcast in five weeks. So make sure you click the link in the show notes to get it, or you can always DM me on Instagram at Mafe Salazar or at Mafe the VA, and I'll share the link with you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, and actually, welcome back to the Spanglish Show, Rodrigo Mendez. Um, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. You know, it's Friday. Can't complain. It's, uh, almost, <laughs> right. uh, almost beer clock, so let's let's do it. Honestly, for me, like afternoon, like after, um, after 12 p.m. on Friday, it's always beer clock. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to judge. Anytime it's a beer o'clock for me too, you know, sometimes you need it. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's always it. five o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> got to crack it open. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we tested the sound this time. So we made sure that the sound is great, that you're going to get all the information that you guys need. And yeah, here it is, Rodrigo. Um, and we're going to talk today about financial planning and like all the questions that I have. But first of all, Um, we already know your story. So he is from Maracaibo, Venezuela, and he's been living here for how long? 12 years. 12 almost years. 12 years. Jesus. Okay. So almost 12 years. Um, and he works <clears throat> as a financial planner for Sun Life. And I just want to start with asking, um, what's your favorite part about being an immigrant? Favorite? favorite part of being an immigrant well I think it's it's the fact that you always get to you know show off your swagger sometimes because you're Latino or whatever it is you are from you gotta take pride on who you are it's something that not everybody has and just as much as you have to take pride you have to take responsibility on that as well and I really enjoy it because when I'm talking to someone I haven't met before a new person or anyone, they, they're kind of attracted by this. It's like, oh, this person came from somewhere else. What is it that, you know, it's, uh, it's about uh, him that made him come here? You know, it creates curiosity. So I like that, you know, the fact that I'm from somewhere as much as I'm from here. Mm, interesting. That's a very interesting um, answer. Um, you mentioned something about like responsibility, about having responsibility. What do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's, um, I think we have to realize that we're growing up. You know, I'm almost 30 years old now. And you're old. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many people that came after we came. They're, they're, they're looking up to us. They're wanting to know how we're de dealing with life, how we're going through things, even though I have no idea what I'm doing sometimes. There's people that actually are curious, like, oh, how did he do it? You know, how did he make it to Canada? How is he a financial planner? And it wasn't easy, but you have to take pride and responsibility on this because yes, you, you got it, you did it. But at the same time, there's people that want to know how you did it. So I think it's, um, I think that's what I mean that just because things are better now that I've gone through all the pains and suffering of achieving things, I also have to recognize that there are people in that position it was 
eight, nine, seven, six years ago. And if there's something I can do to help, of course, you know, um, I try to keep that in, in my mind. So then I can, um, yeah, if there's something I can uh, help someone make a difference, that definitely makes me feel good. Yeah, that definitely is something to think about or like to, yeah, to think about when I, when, when you come from another place that you obviously look up to people that are, I don't know, two, three, 10 steps ahead of you. And you're like, I want to get there. So like, I want to follow their steps. So I think um, having prior responsibilities, great. Um, so financial planning, um, we already talked about this on the last episode, but I'm going to ask you again these questions because the audio was terrible. So like, what got you into financial planning and what is it that you love so much about financial planning? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And I've always been passionate about numbers in general. And if there's something I don't know, I want to learn more about that. So I came to Canada and I knew I wanted to do something related to business and numbers, anything. And I actually signed up for a accounting program. And when I was in the first semester, I, I, I'm talking to my good friend, Victor. I, you know, he's a super smart dude. And um, he's telling me about the financial planning program. And I'm like, what? There's such a thing. There's uh, stocks. There's uh, actually a process how you can create wealth. That was new to me because where I came from in Venezuela, um, there's uh, not such a thing as a formal stock market. Or the way how the, the economy works is completely different. I mean, some people buy cars uh, as investments because they appreciate in value. But you tell that to someone in North America, that kind of uh, blows somebody's mind. And, and to me, that was only, you know, uh, how do you create wealth? How do you uh, go about um, being responsible about planning? And, and yeah, that's, that's what got me started, just to know more about uh, finance. Oh, interesting. Um, you mentioned something really interesting, that the, the cars um, appreciate in value instead of depreciating, how it like the normal world would work well like that's in Venezuela because I remember that I I sold my car to come here and it was it it was more like I sold it for more than what I bought it for <laughs> and it was like a, an old car like it wasn't an old car but it was old enough um one thing that you mentioned that was really um that really spiked my attention was you mentioned something about creating wealth so like what does that mean for you what does creating wealth mean and how do you help your clients um, create and just like grow their wealth? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. And, and yeah, I, I just bring back this example from Venezuela. And, and I think it's because creating wealth is something abstract in a sense. There's no one way to do it. There, there's a million ways to do it, to create wealth. And especially these days that we hear all over the place, all cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, all of these new technologies and what, what I need to or what I want to uh, let people understand is that creating wealth can be in many different ways. The way I do it is more of the traditional parable, um, all finance way, creating wealth through financial planning, tax savings, smart investing, and so on. Uh, how do you do it? There's many ways. People buy real estate, for example, that's one of the most popular ways to become rich. Uh, buying real estate. Um, but the way I do it is I kind of try to um, take a look at as many aspects as possible. 
not only how much money you make or how much you can save, but what other pieces do you have in your specific puzzle? Uh, do you have a pension? Do you have uh, inflow from another country? Do you have an asset somewhere else? How can we bring that into the picture? And for someone who's starting, and I'm going a, a bit off topic here, but for someone who's getting started creating wealth, it, it's just about making a first step. Um, that, that was my next, my, my next question. So like for someone who's just starting, how do you start creating wealth? Like what's the first step that you would recommend someone to take? Especially like if, we're, if they're in our position that we're immigrants, like we don't really know how the economy works here or like for people that are just like getting here. Um, I feel like when you're getting here, it's very hard to make the, to disconnect like the, like making the, um, like the currency conversion, like saying from Canadian dollars to whatever it is that your currency. So obviously the economic power, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the economic power in like both countries is like completely different. So like maybe a hundred dollars in Venezuela is not the same hundred dollars here. So as someone with that mindset, well, like I'm not someone with that mindset, but if someone, um, <laughs> not anymore anyway. <laughs> um, but For someone that's coming with that mindset of like, oh, like it's a hundred, like a hundred dollars might be a lot of money versus a hundred dollars here is not, it's just like a, a going out for two people. How do you like, yeah. How do, how do you start creating wealth? Or like, how do you change that mindset? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it's really important because sometimes we don't even know. So we don't know what we don't know. And that's usually the, the biggest problem. Um, so people not having an idea, okay, what's, what's enough for me to get there? Um, I think the first thing is, is to make it a goal, to want, to, to want the want. And I'm not repeating the word, I'm saying it purposely, to want the want. And what's the want? To be rich or to make money, safe enough for retirement. So first you have to know that you want to get there, that you want to know more because it doesn't happen magically. You have to make it a goal. And what is the goal? Well, maybe the goal is to first educate myself about financial, um, financial planning. And what does, it, what does that mean? Okay, what are the first steps? <clears throat> Let's say for someone who's getting started, first, first thing always is to live within your means. You can never spend more than you make. Sounds easy, but it's really hard. <laughs> especially here in Vancouver, which is like one of the most expensive cities in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It sounds really easy, but it's really hard because you have credit card companies, all these companies trying to give you money. So then you have to pay them back later, but you have to start creating assets and not liabilities. Okay. That's, that's the first step. Live within your means and start creating assets and not liabilities. An example is if you buy, if you, if you go shopping and you spend a thousand dollars, put it all in, on your credit card, well, that's a liability. Now you have to pay this over time. And if you have to pay $200 to pay that back, well, that's $200 that you cannot save anymore because now it has to go to pay something back. Um, so I think that that would be the first thing. Uh, make sure that your cash flow is not trapped. Try to protect it as much as you can. So then you could say, okay, maybe I'm going to put away $25, $50 a month, whatever the number is. But if you live in a kind of uh, organized way, as your income grows, you will keep the discipline the same. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing because if, if you get used to spending more than you make, it doesn't matter if you're going to make more, you're always going to be spending more. 
So you have to kind of learn how to live within your means. And step after step, things are gonna be a little bit more clear. I mean, if we're at the early stages, uh, just getting our education done or immigration paperwork, all of that, you have to be okay to know that maybe it's a little bit hard to save right now. So then put all your energy into what you need to do today, which is um, growing those assets, you know, that, those um, education courses or that English or whatever that is. Focus on the goal you have today because that's what's going to get you to the next step. And one step at a time, one day at a time. If you're doing what you're supposed to do today, then, you know, pat yourself on the back and, and say, hey, you know, I did it. I, I did okay. It's, uh, I'm alive. <laughs> I just did. I just pat myself on the back. You should awesome. too. Pat yourself on the back. All right. Double oh, tap. double, double tap. Yeah, because it's Friday and it's, what's a long week? <laughs> woo, 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 Friday. <laughs> um, so you were mentioning that um, you have to want the want, right? Like, so you're set, you're set, you set a goal and and of course, like after you set a goal, like what all the financial planning things say is that you have to have like whatever, however many months of expenses saved off on your bank before you start investing, right? So obviously there's multiple ways that people can invest. Real estate, you mentioned cryptocurrency is another one. Um, I was also reading about index funds. So I know it depends, but what's like the difference between like well like it not necessarily like those three but in general like the the type of investment investment that you do like what's the what's the difference between like investing in a cryptocurrency versus investing in an index fund versus investing in just stocks um what do you think would would work best for people that are just starting oh oh that's a great question so first let me tell you the difference i'm full of great questions today well, you know what? It's I think it's the audio. You know, you brought the the audio. I brought mine too. Things are happening. <laughs> um, so, so first, let me tell you what the difference is, um, and then I'll tell you which one I think is the best. Um, there's no best, but I'll tell you what I think. So, first, cryptocurrencies, real estate, stocks, index funds, cash. All of these are asset classes. There are different types of assets. Each asset has pros and cons. And what you have to know about the economy is that it's always moving. It's moving in different directions at all times, but it's always moving. Some stuff is going to go up. Some stuff is going to go up down at the same time. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Um, if you think about renewable energy for a second, if there's a lot of money going into solar panels and renewable energy, then you could also think that not as much money is going to go to oil and gas. So therefore, energy stocks that are cleaner are probably going up, and the ones that are not as much, they're going down. The economy works something like that, but in a bigger scale. And there's many different asset classes. Real estate is one that is you know, good for um, protection against inflation, steady cash flow, uh, very secure. Cryptocurrencies, it's a whole brand new asset class, so I would caution people to just uh, going all in without doing a lot of research. Um, cryptocurrency, in a sense, you know, it's a, it's a brand new uh, asset class. It's less than two decades old. And, and what is it? Some people call it, let's say Bitcoin, for example, some people call it digital gold. 
Um, it kind of is, but it's much more. So what I'm saying is everything that you're doing, you have to put enough due diligence. Just don't use something just like crazy. You know, just um, it doesn't work like that. You have to know why you're doing it. And the best way to get it done is by getting a coach, in this case, a financial advisor. Um, anything we do in life, we need a coach. We need people to tell us what we're doing right and wrong and how to do it better. And it's, um, it's kind of uh, the same philosophy for many other things. You want to coach if you want to win a championship. You want to coach if you want to lose weight or whatever. Finance is the same. You need a coach to tell you um, how all of this makes sense. In my opinion, balance and diversification is the key. So I'm not saying yes and no to all of it. I'm saying everything in different proportions, some more than others. Cryptocurrency, a very small amount. Real estate, big amounts. Index funds, big amounts. And, there, and the reason why is because there's different types of risk-return relationship between the two, meaning you can get less return, but you take less risk. And that's okay because... I want my money to grow steady and probable, and probable, and I do things more 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 um, prudent conservatively. Conservatively, yeah, that's a hard word. I was trying. Okay, how do I say this? Let's, you let's can say, say it in Spanish. One. You can say it in Spanish. Más conservador, okay, okay. No. <laughs> but then, which one should people do first? And and I think for anyone who doesn't have a principal residence, a place to live. They should start saving money to do that because right now, if you're spending $2,000 in rent, all of that money is gone. It's never coming back to you. It's in somebody else's hand, his hands now. But if somehow you're able to put together 5% of the value of a property, you buy that with uh, the first time buyer's plan or, you know, there's many programs for first time buyers. You just need about five to 10% down payment on the value of the property. And then everything else, you leverage, you get a mortgage and mortgages now right now are at historical lows. You could get a mortgage for like one and a half percent, but wow. then the real estate is appreciating at five, 10 percent return. So that's yeah, where you could crazy. Investment. Yeah. And then the $2,000 that you, that was, that before was just going into the garbage, just into somebody else's hands. Not anymore. Now it's going into your pocket because you're paying down the property and you're building more equity. You're building, build, building more assets. Yeah. Well, I have I have my opinion about like buying real estate, but like that's really good. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't buy real estate, but there's obviously like depending on the 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 part of your life that you are, it might not make sense for you to buy real estate. So yes, always go talk to Rodrigo if you um, depending on wherever it is the face of your life you are, go talk to Rodrigo and he'll let you know what's best. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's what a, a coach is for is we're not here to tell you, hey, don't do this. We're here to tell mm -hmm. you the pros and cons of doing it and whether we think it makes sense based on everything you're telling us. And, and yeah, sometimes it doesn't make sense. But is it a fact that most people have become millionaires by buying real estate? Yes, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. Most people in, in the world, how do they become rich? Through real estate. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, you know, that evidence. And the reason for that is because you're using other people's money. You're using other people's money to make you money. And that's what creating wealth is all about. Putting your money to work, save the money and then put it to work. So then that money makes money for you or you're cheap. You know, you go to sleep money's making, you know, it's just being made. <laughs>
<laughs> just buy a building, guys. <laughs> buy a building and um, just live off of that. We probably can. Yeah, there's people that do that here. Many, 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 many people that do that here. Um, you were talking about like getting a coach or like a, a whatever sort of coach. So obviously um, we're in 2021 during the pandemic. There was like a boom of like online coaches. What do you think about financial coaches or like not necessarily not necessarily financial advisors that have gone through like that have gone to university or, or college or whatever to get like a, a specific education, but people that have just like learn everything on the go. And then they're just like showing people what to do and like showing people what has worked for them. And that's what they're teaching, like or just like the Instagram coaches, I guess. Like, what do you think about them? Yeah, no, for sure. That's a great question. Really important because. We see it all the time, everywhere. Well, it's on our phone all the time. Um, really important. Why? Because I don't think we should be naive to expect that the people aren't out there to make money. Okay. So anyone, anywhere that is trying to tell us something, there's something behind. We don't know what it is. It can, we can, you know, be the most altruistic person in the world, but there's always an angle and you need to do your due diligence to know what that angle is. Because if that angle is not aligned with your investment philosophy, then there's going to be a conflict. So you have to find a person that matches your style, a person that is willing to teach you what you want to learn about, and that can give you the resources that you need to make a good decision. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, again, like you only, you only need to find someone that's like two, three, five steps ahead of you. Like it doesn't have to be. 10,000 steps ahead of me. Like, I'm not going to go um, ask Jeff Bezos for advice <laughs> because I'm definitely not a billionaire or however, whatever he is now. <laughs> or like, I'm not going to look up to him because like, that's not where I am in life right now, hopefully. But now that we're talking about like financial coaches and like people, um, there's a lot of um, softwares now that help you invest and like I guess like they're really good for beginners um have you heard of wealth simple invest and trade like how does that work like are robo advisors because they're, they're robo advisors right like they basically like you put the money there and then they do everything for you but it's not really a person it's just like their system or like how does that work yeah no that's a great question and, and it's a good uh thing that you're bringing uh this to 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 the conversation because It's um, kind of a revolution in, in investment advice. Uh, Robo advisor is basically, um, let's put it in simple words, an automated way for you to save money. It, it does everything that an advisor should be doing in terms of uh, managing your investments, putting it to work based on your risk tolerance and your philosophy. They, they make it simple, cost, cost efficient, less than 1% cost, and gets you to the goal. Um, in my opinion, robo-advisors and, and these uh, wealth simple kind of uh, platforms, um, they serve a really good purpose in this industry, in this economy, because um, one thing that is true is, is to have a really good advisor, uh, someone that can give you all the good stock tips and everything that you want. You have to have a, a fair amount of money, in many cases, more than half a million dollars of assets to manage. So then how oh. do you, 
Okay. I thought that was the cost. And I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. no. <laughs> like just your savings in total have to be high. Oh. More than half a million dollars. But but what do we all millennials do? You know, we don't have half a million dollars yet. You know, we probably need another five to 10 years. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe more. It doesn't matter. We need something to get us there. And those platforms are great for that. Because right now, um, if you're, you know, let's say age 35, uh, um, the, the two partners in the relationship, they make, let's say, combined $200,000 of income, and they can put away $40,000 or $20,000. 10,000, let's say 10,000 because, you know, they have kids, everything expensive here in BC, we get it. They can put away 10,000, but they know the plan. And mm-hmm. as long as they're doing the plan, it doesn't have to be that much more complicated. Just put it in action. It doesn't have to be that uh, complex. But then when, you're start, when you start to accumulate more assets and more wealth, maybe you need better advice. But for now, um, for those that are trying to create... Um, maybe that first step, that first account, that first ten, twenty thousand dollars for the first home. Um, yeah, I do think that those both simple platforms are really good to make that happen um, because it will give you a nice portfolio full of index funds, uh, some other investments that get you to the goal in a way that is probable and at a good price. Hmm. Um, is there any that you would recommend, like other? Well, well, simple is the only one that I know, but um, is there any other ones that you would recommend for people to check it out? Um, well, there's many. Um, I don't recommend any in particular. I like many. Um, well, simple is one I've heard about. Another one, uh, Plan Simple, I think is another. Um, uh, Quest Trade has a few other ones. But now every institution is bringing something fairly similar. So Life, of course, has something similar. Um, and, and I think as long as you're getting the help that you need, then it should be okay. Some people will be uh, a little more interested in financial planning and maybe they will be able to find the resources to do it themselves and that's okay. But what matters is that you are doing something and you could find the resources right now in many, many places, but well, simple is a good one for sure. Interesting. Okay. Well, now you guys know. Um, go download Well Simple. I think um I have a code maybe, so I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. Um, and another thing that you mentioned, and well, when we were talking about cryptocurrency and all that stuff, was index funds, and you just mentioned it now. So, what is exactly an index fund? How do they work? And how do you get started? Index funds. Okay. So, an index fund is. It's basically, imagine an average of stocks that have a certain criteria, okay? Um, there's the most popular index fund is called the S&P 500 in the United States. And it's called the S&P 500 because the biggest 500 companies are in the index. So when you buy the, the S&P 500 index, you're basically buying a representation of what the US economy does how it's performing. Okay, so then when you're trying to buy investments, um, over time, it has been proven that the concept that wins most of the times is diversification. Having an exposure to different economies, different countries, uh, different uh, industries. So then when some of them are going down, you're being kind of helped by the ones that are going up and vice versa. You're always getting an average. 
So when you're buying an index, what you're doing is you're investing in an investment strategy that is more probable and it's usually more cost efficient because to buy the index, you don't have to do anything special. You just have to buy the index. You're buying the biggest 500 companies in the US. So when you hear someone, okay, I'm going to buy index funds, what, there's, what, what they could be saying is that they're gonna buy the whole market. Instead of buying one specific stock, they're gonna buy the whole market. And if the market is going up, they're gonna get that return. It's, uh, it's basically a, a simpler way, uh, not simpler, um, safer way to invest in the market. Uh, so, so you're not betting all your money one company, you're betting your money in the whole industry. So if one crashes, then it doesn't really matter because like it's the average of all of them. Yeah, exactly. So let's say um, right now, if we look at the NASDAQ index, the NASDAQ is uh, an exchange in New York that that lists mainly technology companies. Um, Right now, there's many companies such as Snapchat and Facebook that are going down because they had some negative news. But then there's many other good ones that are going up, especially in the healthcare industry. Healthcare in general is going up right now because <laughs> we're getting sicker because of COVID. And, and well, I'm sick right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we need more medicine and more stuff in the healthcare industry. So that's what I mean. You know, when the, some of them are going down, but some of them are going up, then you're not losing so much money. If you only have one stock and that stock suffers, then your money is going up and down like crazy. So you don't want that volatility. You want kind of a more steadier, um, steadier lineup, not just kind of up and down like zigzags. Nobody likes that. No, slow and steady wins the race always. Is there a reason why you shouldn't invest in a specific type of asset, I guess? Yeah, there are many reasons why you shouldn't do many things because right now you always have to protect your money. And, and that's why having a coach is important because it can help you make, uh, help you avoid making silly mistakes. You have to know there's people out there to get you, not you specifically, but get your money. And especially with cryptocurrencies right now, there's a lot of um, horrible stories you hear every now and then. It's like, oh, this person lost all their money and all of that. Well, yeah, I mean, why does that happen? Usually because we trust too much and we don't do, do enough due diligence. And we also expect uh, realistic things, like we're going to triple our money in two months. You know, those things don't happen. Um, but if you want to do it, you know, if somebody says, hey, you know, put the money here, they're going to have double in a month, two months, even a year. That doesn't really exist. You know, the average investment in the U.S., let's say the S&P 500, is not even 10% per year in the whole history, you know, and, and you're expecting to get 100, 200, 500%. You gotta kind of realize that there's something wrong. So stop right there. If you're putting so much money into one thing that sounds super shady, well, maybe that could have been avoided if you just stopped and thought about it. And the other thing too is never go all in. Um, I mean, some people do, and that was really good for them. But for most people, especially those that are not putting enough research, that can cost them all their savings. Let's say that somebody tells you, oh, I have this uh, project here, this cryptocurrency, this stock, this whatever. 
I know it's going to triple your money. And then I go and then I take a loan against my house, $200,000, all my savings, put it all into that. It's like, come on, that's not a smart financial decision. Um, and, and you have to avoid the temptation of doing these kind of things. They will happen. If you're not ready, those things will happen to you. And it's kind of like going to the doctor, keeping, a good, keeping up a good health. If you're always doing what you're supposed to be doing, eating your apple a day, keeps the doctor away kind of thing. Um, if you're doing that, then surprises shouldn't be coming. Not, not as often anyways, like a cancer or something. But then if you are doing really um, um, detrimental things, you know, like eating poorly, um, not managing stress, not exercising, creating conflict everywhere you go, then something's going to happen eventually. So it, it's, it's about being aware that financial freedom, financial planning is a goal. And if you're not thinking about it as a goal, then that's probably the first thing you should be doing to see it to so then you're aware that you have to put energy into it it's not going to happen magically and if you want to happen magically then pay someone to do it for you it's not going to happen magically <laughs> without costing you anything so yeah that's kind of my kind of uh, nutshell <laughs> on on what i think unless you have a rodrigo mendes in your life then he can do it no i'm just kidding <laughs> i can help <laughs> so when looking so like obviously like now you've set the goal Um, I have said the goal. I say like, I need to do this with my life, with my money. I don't know where to go. Um, and I just start researching and I find someone. So what, like, I find someone that can help me like a financial coach, financial advisor, whatever the case may be. Um, what are some red flags that I should be looking for in these people? Like, that are going to say like, oh, they're just trying to get my money. Like they're not really, they don't really know what they're talking about. Like what are, what are so, what are some of those red flags? Um, not some, it's a good one. Well, first, if it's um, an, an advisor, someone from an institution, you could check that they're actually certified with the regulators. Uh, for someone to sell you something, they have to be registered either in the insurance industry or the investment industry, the mutual fund, the stock industry, there's, a re there's an organization there that keeps these people in line. So then I guess the red flag would be if you find out this person is not a registered advisor and they're telling you to do this, this, and this. Like, well, that's the first red flag. You know, you're taking advice from someone who's not been given the permission to give advice. And, and here's a disadvantage that advisors have these days. Now, anyone could go on TikTok and say, oh, top TikTok uh, stocks, 10 seconds, goes viral. But there's no repercussion for this person. If I was an advisor and I did that, I could lose my license. How is this fair? It, it's it's um, stupid because you're giving access to the people that are not supposed to give advice, access to powerful media and marketing. And the ones that are actually supposed to help you they are very restricted to say anything on those platforms. So then, oh, 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 really? Like, so you you can't you can't just go and like do. Um, say that you wanted to like create your own like TikTok account, like financial planning account. Like, you have to like be really aware of what you say over there because like you can get in trouble if you Absolutely. say something. Oh, really? Okay. And penalties. Put it this way: 
any registered person is not, a, is not allowed to say anywhere, buy this or sell this. Because they don't know your specific circumstances. They don't know if that's a good decision for you. So then when you, when you hear someone putting on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever, buy this, sell this, do this, do that, um, that's not enough to convince you. You have to resist the temptation to go the easy path and try to find someone who actually can give you legal advice. Because <laughs> it's, uh, it's a difference, you know. That's not legal advice. That's just someone trying to say something. Maybe there's an interest behind it. Who knows? More followers, or maybe they know the stock that they're telling is, is fake. And then when they tell you to buy, the price goes up, and then they sell, and then everybody's stuck with a bad investment. Yeah. That's what's called That's a pump I... and dump. Oh, wow. <laughs> pump and dump. <laughs> they exist. Um... Happen every day. <laughs> So that's why I was kind of asking about the red flags that you that that you um that you might want to be looking for. Like obviously, TikTok advice is not always the best. I love TikTok, and there's like so many things that you can learn on TikTok. Um, life hacks are one of them. I that's why I love TikTok for just like for life hacks in general. But obviously, when it comes to like these kind of stuff, and that's why I was asking you like your opinion on financial coaches that are like Instagram coaches. Um, so yeah, so basically I'm not saying, hey, do you see something on TikTok reported? Don't listen to it, shame them. No, no, no. Like in the end, you know, they may be saying something that is worthwhile looking at, but just don't take it as advice. Take it as a, as a hint, as a guess. Like, oh, they're talking about this. Help, do it to kind of help you narrow your research. But just be careful because not, like I said, you know, don't, don't be naive. People are out there for very specific purposes. You don't know what those are, but you, what, what, what you do, what you should expect is that it involves your money. <laughs> and if you're, if it's, you're not taking care of it, then nobody else will. So you gotta be careful. You know, there's lots of scams out there. That, and that can be like, like very, very hard to like, know. Or like to differentiate a scam for like it from the real thing, especially if you're like a newcomer. Like I remember I have a I have a very funny story about this. <laughs> so in Canada, um, or like in yeah, in Canada, I guess, like people call um like random numbers call you to your phone and they're like, Oh, we're calling from the CRA because you Canada Revenue Agency, for those of you who don't know, um, and you didn't pay your taxes or whatever. Um, so now we have like there's a, a a warrant for your arrest or something like that. So I was <laughs> like I didn't know that that was a scam. So I obviously like like I I hear the the message that they leave you on the phone, and I was like, what the fuck? Like I didn't do anything. Um, like I just did it through through the people that told me to do it. Like what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> she gave me my credit card. And I, I remember that, no, no, like, yeah, like, I, I obviously didn't know that it was a scam, but I was like, what is going on? Like, what do I do? And I remember that I put it on speaker because, like, I was talking to the guy. Um, like, another thing is really funny because they, they have a very, very thick accent and their name is, like, John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you called John Smith? With Like, I'm not trying to be, like, racist or, like, trying to, you know, like, or... Or discriminate. But... Like, Hello, John Smith, here. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> 
It's like if yeah. I were to say if my oh my name is like Ashley, I don't know Smith or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, you gotta pay attention, especially if I don't know. Like one time I was trying to sell a car on Craigslist, and this guy emails me and it's like, okay, I'm gonna buy your car, but I'm actually not in British Columbia. I'm in Montreal. I'm gonna send oh you a check. Oh my god. So many, so many like that. And the check was for like an extra thousand dollars. And it's like, hey, I got this check. It's for an extra thousand dollars. And then they're like, oh, don't worry. Just cash it and send me the difference. And I have this check in my hand. Looks legit. And the thing about the banks is that if you put it in, you know, it shows you like balance available. So you could mistakenly take the money, send it to them in advance, hoping it's going to clear. Mm -hmm. So I go to the bank. It's like, hey, what happened to this check? It's no, the check is false. I'm like, oh, wow, I think I didn't send the money. Yeah. And that happened like more than 10 years ago, but, but that happens every day. The other day I tried to sell, uh, what was it, like uh, uh, some tickets or something. And then I got this email, it's like, oh, uh, we're not in the city, da, 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 but you have to uh, send us a difference. If somebody asks you to send them something, some kind of money <laughs> or a payment or credit card or password, that's the first red flag. So stop yes. right there. Yes, definitely. Well, like the, the funny thing for me was that they didn't ask me for anything. The guy was just being like super aggressive, being like, you're going to go to jail. I'm going to send the police right where you are. And I'm like, how are they going to know where I am? Like, is it my phone? Like, are they going <laughs> to are they going to track my phone? Are they going to send cops to the restaurant? And I was just like crying. But then it, people were just like, oh, it's just a scam. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, But it's so crazy, like how many how many people do that? Because when I remember again, like when we first came, um, my ex applied to a job and it was like the same thing. It was like a, a personal assistant or something. And one of the tasks was to like, oh, you have to cash a check and then send me the whatever money I have um, or like whatever, however much he said he wanted from that check. And yeah, like it's, it's so crazy. Like, it's so crazy how there are like so many red flags, but at the same time, it seems legit that you decide to believe it. So I guess that's why, like, obviously they, they play on like the people's naivety and, and everything. It's just, but it, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to talk about specifically um, or something that you're really, really passionate about when it comes to investing in financial planning, money, everything? Um, well, I would just summarize it and say that <clears throat> you have to take pride and satisfaction in whatever it is you're doing right now. Just don't get too stressed because if you're, if you're stressing about things you can't control, then what's the point? You know, if you're studying right now and all your money is to go to tuition, that's okay. Eventually you'll be making the money that's going to get you towards your house, your, the things, your dreams, everything you want. So don't let it get to your head too, too much. Just focus on having that kind of a budget where you're spending only what you have available, not, not more. And if you could put something away, then you do. When things get a bit more exciting, maybe you get a house, maybe you get a second house, a business, you name it. Um, always having that help by your side is, is going to make a difference because what is it, isn't it amazing when you want to do something, but you ask someone and then that perspective can change your mind in a way that makes it better. Of course, it's amazing. And if we're trying to make it to the next step, not just 
what we're dreaming, but beyond that, then we need help. We can't do it by ourselves. So that, that's, that's my conclusion. You know, financial planning and in general, but the beauty of it is that if you're organized, you have the right resources by your hand, then you could make your dreams come true. And I really mean it. Financial freedom is a goal and you don't have to wait until 65, 55, 45. You could do it whenever you want. It's going to take work, discipline, and action, but it's possible. And if you get the help, that's just going to make it more probable that with your work, you'll get it. Nice. I love that. I love that. Um, so in conclusion, be organized, talk to someone, look for help, look for red flags. Do not take TikTok advice <laughs> or like take it, take it, but like not as advice. Just like take it as part of your research and decide what to do with it. Like whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, Rodrigo, thank you so much for coming. Um, where can people find you? Oh, just anywhere. It's like, what do you mean? It's like you live, uh, you work from home. Do you never leave your house? <laughs> no, I just mean the social, the social media, Instagram. Um, yeah, where do you spend TikTok, your time online? Uh, mainly Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. You could find me on LinkedIn. If it's business related, for sure, I'll check it out. You could send me a message, a message there. Um, Instagram and um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, it for now, but who knows later, maybe I'll have a website, um, company website, who knows. For now, just uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. If you have my number, you have my number. I'm not going to put your number on the show notes because um, that's on the internet to see. And I don't think you want the whole internet to have your phone number, <laughs> but I, I will definitely exactly um and he's taken guys like girls and so i'm sorry like i'm not gonna give up his number <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> because your girlfriend will kill me if i do that <laughs> um mm -hmm. but yeah thank you so much for coming this is a great conversation with amazing audio finally um thank you so much for deciding to spend your time with me no thank you always a pleasure um really excited how this is going to turn out and and yeah if anyone has a question please let me know we're happy to help and that is it for today's episode thank you so much for deciding to spend your time with me if you enjoyed today's episode share it with your friends family and everyone you know so that we can continue the conversation and we can continue growing as a podcast All the links, resources, and everything mentioned in the episode is linked in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Until next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.